My name is Bob France. I'm Kevin Cuff. And we are two-thirds of the creative team behind original graphic novel entitled Metal Shark. Metal Shark, bro. Metal Shark, bro. Along with artist Walter Osley, editor Chaz Pangburn, and letterer Sean Greenleaf, we'd like to bring this project to life with your help on Kickstarter. What is Metal Shark Bro about? Funny you should ask. Metal Shark Bro is the tale of a shark who eats a dude who worships Satan, who was turned into a half-man, half-shark killing machine by Satan's douchey nephew Beelzebrah. From there, Metal Shark Bro has different and varied adventures across time and space as he seeks to become a shark again. Tell him what we're asking for, Kevin. So what we're asking for, pledge to this awesome project to make this book a reality. We are offering backers the original graphic novel, the entire Metal Shark Bro Saga, t-shirts, pins, buttons, original art, pinups from wonderful artists such as Christian Dabari and Josh Hood and Drew Moss, Tony Gregori and Jamie Jones. Uh... You kind of nailed it all right there, man. I think that's it. Can you ramp it up one more time for me, Kevin? Do you like sharks? Do you like comics? Yes! Do you like metal? That was really good, and I do like all of those things. So back this book today and help us make this book a reality. Metal Shark, bro, on Kickstarter. Get involved now! Metal Shark! Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Let's get this party started, right? Yes, welcome to episode 286? 286? Let me look at my phone. I think it's 286. Crazy. Um, seventh anniversary was last week. We didn't really mention it too, too often during the live recording. And I have to say, I do miss you guys dearly. That was so much fun. That was awesome. That was a lot of fun. That was that. (laughs) It's a special presentation. (laughs) Live from the McCormick house. It was the CBS special presentation. (laughs) I thought the computer was on mute behind me and, uh, it's uh, it's two eighty episode two eighty five two eighty five. Good deal. Yeah, I had so much fun recording with you guys. That was so much fun to hang out and like just, just it was wonderful. That was the, one of the highlights of my trip. So thank you very much. That's fantastic. I mean, yeah. how many years has it been since we actually got together and recorded? It's been like what five years or something. But I mean, it's yeah, probably because we probably haven't recorded together live since I moved, and it, we've yeah. been we've been here almost six years. No, mm-hmm. we we've recorded at at conventions. Like not since, not since I've moved, I don't think. Like, but didn't we record the uh, Hampton Comic Con uh, panel? That's what I said. That doesn't count. It's not the same yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying same like sitting around a table. Yeah, I'm saying like sit down, eating good ass cheese, just just shooting the shit beforehand and afterwards. You know, it's been a really long time, and that was really great. I'm looking forward to to doing it next time we come to town. That was wonderful. Yeah, I, I forgot how much fun it was to watch uh, intros to Fall Guy and uh, <laughs> Andre the Giant as Bigfoot. It was good. We had a wonderful evening. That was really awesome. So uh, Ben and Jenny are here as always. Dennis said he, he might be late or can't make it, but he's missing a good episode this week. Oh, absolutely. Woo-wee. This is the Klingon happy fun hour, as Ben always used to call it. But <laughs> yeah. These are great episodes. Yeah, now that it's not TNG, I'm all for it. But it feels it might as well be a TNG episode. 
It could have been, you know. Yeah, it it would have fit into TNG just as well as it did here. So I think you're just being sour, Ben. No, I, I like DS9. I love DS9. I was telling somebody that the other day that this is far and away. It's not my favorite Star Trek because that's TNG and it always will be for nostalgic purposes, but it's the best. I feel like it, like logically, this is my favorite. Like I love almost every episode, but there, like you said, something about TNG, like it's got that little bit of nostalgia factor, even though I didn't really watch it that much back in the day. Like my mom watched it and my friends watched it and it was around, you know, Mm -hmm. like I know the characters really well. So there's always something about about TNG that's like, it feels like you're going to visit old friends, yeah, <laughs> like how yeah. they did a couple weeks ago. But uh, but man, like every episode of DS9 just freaking kills it. Like even the but, bad ones are still pretty freaking good, you know. See, that that's me with with the original series. I mean that you know I dance with the one that brought you. I mean that's the one that got me into Star Trek. That's yeah. the series that I grew up with. Those original you know seventy nine episodes, every week, you know countless times. That's like I can say you know without a doubt TNG. I've watched every episode at least five times because I know the TV schedule at the time, and I knew that every week there were five episodes, mm-hmm. and so I know I've watched every episode of TNG at least five times. But with original series, somebody asked me how many times I'd seen every episode, and it's like, how many stars are in the sky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, that, I literally have no way of of even quantifying how many times I've seen them. Because it would just be, oh, there's a marathon, and then, you know, 12 hours later, I'd turn off the TV. Yeah, I would, since you let me borrow, or since you put me on your YouTube TV account, Benjamin, like BBC is one of the BBC America is one of the networks you can watch. And I'm outraged that they don't do the just giant blocks of TNG anymore. Cause that's all that, that's all the programming used to be. It was just like nine hours of TNG. Now yeah. they do it really early in the morning and I can't watch that. I got stuff I got to do. But yeah. I mean, I just, it's up early. Yeah. Right. That's dumb. I mean, I'm up. I just can't be sitting around watching TNG on BBC America. You know, mm-hmm. I got kids that are all like, we're hungry for breakfast, Daddy. <laughs> well, see, Shut that's, up. That's, that, that's your fault there, You're being responsible and shit. Yeah. Exactly. I, oh, you know what, man? That's why my kids knew how to cook when they were six. <laughs> well, Bobby's only five, and, okay. so, and Sophie's pretty good. Um, so it's just like I was telling Jenny earlier, uh, Bobby's been making like instant oatmeal for himself, and I was cool with it until one day – he uh, put like baking powder in there. And I was like, all right, you're no longer allowed to make instant oatmeal <laughs> unsupervised, dude. <laughs> Cause like a baking powder ain't going to do it. But anyway, well, no, but that's how, that's how you get it to rise. That's how you learn them. Make cookies. <laughs> yeah. Right. Son of Moog. Sons of Moog. This is a great episode. Painful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who wants to tell us what happened? Okay, so uh, Dax and Worf are making out in the holodeck. Kinda. Well, Klingon making out. Yeah. Yeah, it's Klingon foreplay all up in that joint. Now, are they like... Okay, go ahead, Jenny. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to ask, like, I felt like I missed an episode where they actually first started, like, hooking up or first started flirting with each other or whatever, because I felt like this came out of nowhere for me. I mean, I knew that it was going to happen eventually, but I didn't know that it had already started at this point. 
I don't know. I think she's uh, Dax has been into Worf since she first laid spotted eyes on him. Like she's yeah. been, she's been into it. And I think like this may be the beginning of like her official, like I'm going to make a move. Okay. You know, cause the last time we saw them featured prominently together was when they were trying to go after the sword together. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, okay. so I think now she's trying to push up on him, you know, like, Hey Worf, why don't you, you know, See where all my spots go, baby. Gotcha. I felt like I missed something, like just little hints or something in between. But now knowing this and like looking back on it, I can definitely see that like she was flirting with him and she's, you know, trying to get his attention and stuff. Um, you know what? Respect. Respect. Yeah. Go for it, girl. Yeah. You think I'd dress like this for you? Yeah. But she- I did. But she did. Look it's at all, my titties. It's all but a again, trick. This is all written by men in the 90s. Yeah. So obviously, when women tell you stuff like that, oh, I didn't dress up for you, they totally did. Because that strokes our egos. Yeah. Women want us. Women yes, love do. writers. Yes, they do, baby. And Warfus, your overconfidence is taking you too far to dress like such a whore. Oh, my God. I mean, you might as well just be begging for the D, you dirty bitch. I mean, that's basically what Both he said. Both of them. Yeah. I mean, this is all Klingon foreplay, though. Yeah, yeah. kind of. You know? Oh, you know, and the, the whole thing about, well, you know, you were grunting a little loud, too. Yeah. Well, that was turning her on. She was totally getting fog all moist from all the fucking groaning. <laughs> so, it, you know, I guess it was like a holodeck... Uh, program that you know just a, one of their regular training exercises yeah and they were debating uh the, the bat lift versus the uh, smaller uh yeah, which tells me that wharf has a micro penis <laughs> he's overcompensating no because he was he, he has two micro penises wharf was using the smaller weapon because wasn't he wasn't wharf using the smaller weapon yes. Yes. so wharf is basically saying like look if we do indeed fuck i've got a small weapon well but- two of them yeah, I've got two really small weapons, but you know your big vagina is uh, is overconfidence. <laughs> I got one for you and one for the worm. Yeah, so don't worry about it. I you got to shove them both in at the same time. But seriously though, I've got a small penis. So while they're flirting, uh, but seriously though, killed. I've got a small wiener. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's well, the e- this is the easiest. That's the takeaway. Yeah, if I did small penis. But uh, Odo uh, interrupts them. To let him know that there's a drunk Klingon. Uh, <laughs> Odo interrupts. Worf, are you telling everyone about your small penis again? <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> and he makes a point to to tell her that he can make any size penis that she wants. Yes, yes, he can. Because mm. he loves all the ladies, and the ladies love shape changes. Yeah, that's right, Jack. <laughs> so, uh, turns out that it's uh, Kern. Worf's brother that we uh, back from uh, what TNG I think we first yeah met. we haven't seen Kernan's quite some time yeah uh, played by uh, Mr. Tony Todd yes. whose mm-hmm. voice is just as soon as you hear him and it takes a new level for me because since his time on TNG and Candyman and and a thousand other things I'm sure um, one he's one of the featured actors in uh, Prelude to Axanar that Trek film that got sued. <laughs> Okay, that's pretty cool. He's one of the admirals. And then the other thing is he did the voice for uh, Zoom. Um, Oh. Jenny and I both went, oh. 
<laughs> on, on Flash uh, season two. Oh, and in Lego DC Comics, he's Darkseid. Uh-huh. Huh. All right. So I just, I still remember Zoom holding up uh, Flash in front of the police department after he's beaten him and broken him and just drug him like a ragdoll through the streets at super speed. And then he just holds up Flash's broken body and goes, you know, with that Tony Todd voice, this is your hero, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, his voice adds a layer of either creepy or intimidating to every role Both. he plays. I will say, I think the Klingons are doing their race a general disservice by just being warriors because they could do and make a really great living as just voice actors. Yeah. yeah. Like they're all kind of fooling themselves. Like war is only going to get you, but so far, man, like get into voiceovers. Like that's where the money is, man. Like you can make so much, you could buy the whole Federation with all the money you'd be making from voice work. (laughs) I mean, you'll be swimming in Latinum. Yeah. Like, dude, you guys are really just wasting your time, man. Cause I mean, war's got a cool voice and Tony Todd has a cool voice and uh, spoilers. The guy, the Klingon they bring in at the end of the episode has a fucking sweet voice. Like Klingons just have awesome voices. All those holodeck video games. Somebody's got to do the voices. Yeah. You know, it's all exactly Jenny. Exactly. Like uh, the computer can't voice all what's her name. Maja Barrett or whatever. Majel, yeah. or however Majel. you pronounce it. Majel? Yeah, Majel Barrett Majel. can't do all the voices. We need some Klingon voices. Mm. It was awesome. Yeah. So uh, he takes him back to his quarters to let him, you know, sober up, whatever. Uh, apparently, I guess he hasn't seen him in, or heard from him in like four months. And from the previous episodes, we know when uh, Worf refused to help Galron. Yeah. He basically, you know, became dishonored again. And they all turned their back on him again, like the Temptations, which is, I mean, it's sad for Worf because he's all over the place because he's been honored, he's been dishonored, he's been honored, he's been dishonored. It's like, make up your mind already. I don't like this society that it's just the whim of, you know, whoever's the high chancellor. I mean, I understand why you would kick him out because, you know, if you're going to war against the Federation... Uh, not so much the Federation, but against the the Cardassians, and right. you're not down with it, then you're against you know the. Let's you see, you're with us or against us. So you know, yeah, you know, mission accomplished. Bullshit. There, just yeah. reel it in, uh, Galron. Reel it in. Hey, 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 hey! Galron will make space great again, friend. I don't know what you're talking about. He'll make the Empire great again, dude. We got the poster right there, Kapla. What are you talking about, Ben? It's right there on my wall. <laughs> I can go get it. Do you have the signed one? No, I just have the unautographed one. Who has the signed one? I don't have it. Maybe I still have it. I have the signed one. Dude, it's hanging. It's in a frame on my wall. Like, it's right there. I can see it. I can move my computer. I I, I try. See it right there? Yep. Okay. See the little bottom here? Let me move. See it? Oh, wow. And I see right in front of it, though. A very nice book that's sticking out from your shelf. You guys are my friends. Of course I, I love your works. But yeah, I, I mean, like, that's my man's in them. That Kapla <laughs> sign was awesome. I mean, the thing was so fucking hilarious. I got to get to work on that new uh, the t-shirt design. We need the t- I say the t-shirt design for the 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 gorilla what's his name the gorilla um the, yeah yeah and uh and the bone shirt the bone shirt would be really easy to do yeah. the bone because disco's coming back this shit's gonna be hot son i can't wait 
I, I love that with that one t-shirt and not to sidetrack, but there was a big argument before the series, among all the other arguments, what the short name would be for the series. And yeah. so, you know, there's STTNG, there's yeah. STDS9. And then there's like the whole, there was, I guess, an argument where the studio said that Voyager is VGR. But I always thought Voyager the, was just VOY. That's what I've always thought. Yeah. And that's what all the fans on you thought. Um, Enterprise is ENT. So when uh, Discovery was coming out, there was uh, the argument if it was going to be STD, STD, or ST colon DIS, you know, for Discovery, DIS, or if it was going to be DSC for Discovery. And so that was in the studio, I think, was saying it was, oh, it's, you know, DSC is what the official thing's going to be. As soon as they were running with those t shirts on and it said disco, Everywhere I go from then on, I see Star Trek Disco. Yeah, it's Disco. Oh, did, did you watch Disco this week? Yeah. You know, so that's, I love when it organically happens like that. Mm-hmm. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's what we call it. We call it Disco. It's Disco. Yeah, every week. But uh, the people not uh, at the Disco was Kern because he's here to get Worf to restore his honor. Yeah, and there's only, there's only one way to do that. Yeah. Well, you either die in battle or you go through this uh, ancient uh, Chinese, no, uh, ancient Klingon rite of uh, Moktovor. Yes. And uh, so. You know, like, why does Worf have to kill him? Because he's his family member? Because he took away his honor? That's what I was trying. Is it a, fa- is it a family member thing? Well, you got to think, remember back when uh, Worf was, uh, he had his back broken? Yeah. So he, was, he wasn't going to be able to walk again? And he tried to get, uh, what was it, um, his son to do it. Yeah. And so I'm thinking it would be family member. And since Worf is the older brother, it would be like his responsibility. Since okay. He's the oldest, that his makes son. sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But since he's also the one who dishonored the family, it would be like, well, does, does that really work? If Yeah, because he can't. honored by the dishonored. He bred dishonored to your clan, man. Yeah, the whole family name is, you know, mud right now. Yeah, it's in the toilet because of you. But, uh, so, you know, there's some back and forth about that, but um, I guess he's going to get do high it. first. Yeah, yeah they got to get high first. Got to get high. Now, well, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to sacrificially kill a family member, you got to get pretty fucking stoned. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, that's, that's how I do it. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. Like if my wife was like, Hey, I need you to kill me because our family doesn't have any honor. I'd be like, Oh, I need to get real hot first before I even consider doing something like that. Like, Cause right now it doesn't sound like a swell idea at all. Well, before we even get into, you know, token up with the Klingons, <laughs> the B story and uh, the B story, we've got O'Brien and major Kira coming back from some, uh, you know, check of inspection tour of the Bajoran colonies that are near the Cardassian border. Yeah. And so they're in a runabout zipping along and all of a sudden they uh, pick up a, uh, a explosion. Off in the now, let me ask you, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Did, did it seem to you that um, before the explosion was, happened, uh-huh. um, uh, uh, O'Brien was trying to ask her out? No, I think that the reason she slept so well is the railing that he gave her beforehand. What the fuck? You think he was what? crushing it? He, yeah, he smashed that, as the kids say. Yeah, I, and, really? Uh, 
I believe so. And that's why she's like, oh, I never sleep that good on the station. Yeah. Do you think she's, because what do you think, think? She's really that company. No, uh, she's not that. So. I mean, I don't think he, I think he was trying to. It's summon, a long trip. He was trying to summon up the courage to ask her out. Because I mean, if you got that handsome Canadian, like powerful cling, I mean, a uh, Bajoran dude or O'Brien, I mean, come on. Yeah. But you know, come on. To, in the Navy, we used to have come a thing on. called the underway 10. Come on. What's that? Oh. So you might be a five in port. Okay. But underway, when the choices are very narrowed and limited, you suddenly uh-huh. become a 10. Oh, okay. Yeah, so underway 10s. You wow. might have a roof eater, too. No, O'Brien doesn't no. seem like that kind of guy, you don't man. You think so? He's no. Irish. He'll just get her drunk. Yeah. Fuck a roofie. It's like, let's go the get Irish roofie. <laughs> the Irish roofie is, is, is a gallon and a half of Guinness. Yeah. I don't think. And, and Kira, I mean, let's be honest, man. She's DTF. But, yeah. but O'Brien is out of – O'Brien's under her pay grade, if you catch what I'm saying. She likes, well, yeah, them, she, she likes them powerful men. And he's, you know, he's senior enlisted, but he's still enlisted. He's not yeah. an officer. He's not even, no, there's no way he would ever be in command of anything. Yeah, she ain't going after that. That guy's a chump stand. He's not even, like, he couldn't, he doesn't even rank with a gull. Yeah, he's a loser. Yeah. Damn. You know, she ain't got no time for that. She needs that important D up in her veg. Yeah, but dick is dick. <laughs> Just- yeah, but now when you're, now, I mean, because she's getting it on the regular now because she's totally with homeboy. Yeah, we don't know how long this flight was. I mean, it was seven hours, they said. That's a well, long slept, time. No, no, she slept for seven hours. Yeah, but I mean, you're, so we you're saying that like... Before that, it could have been a few days. So you're saying that because they're out of the, they're in different area codes, like like she's ludicrous? Two, two states, two states, one ocean. I've got that the rules. That, that, the, the rule, well, for some people, they get to do the two states, one ocean, unless it's predetermined that no, nothing on planet Earth. So. Okay. I still think that's I don't know, man. I think I don't think O'Brien's got a shot. No. No, honestly, I just think it was just, he wasn't even trying to build up the courage to ask her out. That was just I, just just camaraderie. Where right. she's like, "Oh, I never sleep like this at, at home." And he's like, "Oh, maybe it's the company." Ha ha ha, you know. But then he says, he says, "Hey, why don't you uh, when you get back to the station cuz she says something about like, "Oh, I'd even eat at Quarks." And she's like, "Oh, I wouldn't do that." But before you go doing that, why don't you? And then the ship came in to the explosion happened. Well, he was probably going to ask her to come over and hang out with him and Keiko and Molly. Why don't you come and- over and eat my wife's snatch? Because I've say. met your parallel world self, and your mirror self would totally be down for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm just just putting it out there. You should be. He'll do it. It's in you <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, is a fair chance. You should be more like other Kira, not this Kira. Is what I'm saying. I mean, you know, if 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 that's a thing that you might be, I don't know. Just put it out there. Yeah, just do it. Does he does not? It's not that bad. I I used to get to do it all the time. Back when Keiko wasn't such a fucking wild. Anyway, um, yep. So there's explosion. They decide to go investigate because you know the tachyon burst. Blah 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 comes across like a cloaked ship may have exploded. But while they're investigating, uh, Berta Prey decloaks right in front of them. Is like, hey, nothing to see here. We're just you know doing some legal shit and y'all need I to I can leave. always tell when nothing suspicious is going on yeah. is when like a bird of prey decloaks and says 
nothing to see here. Move along. <laughs> and you need to go because I'm going to walk towards you doing this, waving my arms. And if you get hit, it's your fault, not mine. Look, I'm telling you, there's nothing going on here. Um, but seriously, nothing is going on. Uh, yeah, nothing. No, you guys can just, yeah. Pay no but, attention to this explosion behind the curtain. <laughs> but we are going to point our disruptors at you right yeah. now. Just in case, though. But there's nothing going on. If I shoot you, it's for your own protection. If I shoot you, it's your fault. Because I, was I, shooting, I was shooting in front of me. You happened to be in front of me because you didn't move when I warned you. We told you to leave, but you decided against it. So that's your fault, right? Yeah. 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 So they leave, but they're scanning the whole way. And you know, it's like, okay, let's get as much, you know, scanned of this as we can. So then we're back on the A story and what an A story it is where uh, Jadzia, she's at Quark's and Quark's complaining, you know, the one, you know, our, our one scene with Quark this week, but uh, Jadzia is talking to Quark and he's complaining that uh, Worf was uh, a lot grumpier than usual. Yeah. And uh, he asked for some special kind of uh, incense, the uh, Indonji. Oh, and, the Indonji. Uh, yeah. He didn't want any of that replicated stuff. He wanted nah, none of that stuff. Yeah. And that's when uh, she, you know, she starts clicking like, why would huh? he, you know, why would he? Because she knows she's all up in that whole Klingon thing. She's in, she's into Klingons. Like she's, yeah, she's into Klingons. Like she's got, make no mistake about it. She's, she loves them. And uh, so she's walking around uh, thinking about that. But then we cut to Worf's quarters. And that's when we f- see Worf and Kern uh, lighting up the incense mm-hmm. and uh, going through the ritual. Mm-hmm. But uh, then we have, uh, was it, Dax runs into Odo. <laughs> and uh, it's like, hey, who was that drunk Klingon earlier? Oh, it's Worf's brother. And that's when she starts clicking it all together, what's going on. They, you know, run to the quarters just as uh, Kern hits the floor after uh, uh, Worf stabs him in the chest. Yeah, and my favorite part is on her. My favorite part of the whole episode was when Worf says, this is a private matter. There's nothing to see here. But And there's he's got a bloody dagger in his hand and there's a dead guy laying on the ground. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was, like that, I literally laughed at, I almost spit like cereal all over the place because i mean for just the line there's nothing to see here <laughs> like is this the klingon maneuver to just have something blatantly go wrong there's an explosion there's a dead guy on the floor <laughs> nothing Whatever. to see here this nothing is a personal here. matter <laughs> private matter <laughs> move along move along citizen no, no, i'm not klingon nothing. business dude it was fucking hilarious i'm gonna start swinging this dagger and if you're in the way <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, my thing was, well, one, we get to see the, the grotesque Klingon chest. Yeah, it was weird. And uh, it looks like, though, it's made to receive a knife. Yeah. Because you have your, your chest vagina built in. Yeah. It's like stab here. This, this, I, I'm, like the bony ridges come up and then form a place, a receptacle for Do dagger. you guys have a chest vagina, Ben? No, I don't have a chest vagina either. That's like a perfect. I'm getting getting one here. Oh, yeah, I I totally don't have one either. Yeah, I don't have a chest vagina. 
Thanks. <laughs> I know what Jenny's talking about. <laughs> what is happening? Nothing. Hmm. Nothing. Hmm. But yeah, no, I don't have Jenny. But Jenny, I don't think your chest vagina is um, created for taking knives to the chest. Well, stabbing. Yes. Yes, stabbing maybe. Yeah. Ca- Captain stabbing. If you catch my drift, I. Th- uh, yeah. Isn't it I more of a sword? Maybe, but not a not a knife. A flesh sword, if you will. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. A flesh saber, one yeah. might say. Totes, my goats. It, while the, the chest vagina is not uh, a bony extrusion, it is receptive to bonies. But anyway, wow. good. The, that was a good one, Ben. Uh, no, that was weak. I, I, no, I, I mean, just, it, it worked. I got to workshop it some more. I mean, you know, this is the place for that, though. You don't want to bring it on stage because now you're Mr. Stand-Up Comedian Guy. Like, you can work it out here to see what happens and then maybe... Bring it up. That was good. I don't know when you're going to get to use that joke again, but yeah, yeah, go but, for it. But I want to hear. Of, I want to hear more about your stand-up comedian experience. Will you tell me about that? Well, no, but uh, I wasn't really stand-up comedian, um, but I did do the storytelling podcast. That's awesome. Recently, no, but I saw I saw a picture of you on stage holding yeah. like a microphone. Was that yes. another one of the stories? No, that's that's the, yeah, that's the the more recent one. So I did the one back in gosh, that was probably what like January. January, I think. yeah, yeah, it was yeah, it actually was. It was this because it was the anniversary of me quitting smoking. Oh, that's okay. cool. Um, which was kind of cool. Um, but so we recorded that and that. That was the storytelling. Uh, they story. They usually have like what four or five uh, storytellers come mm-hmm. in, and I was one of them. And then, and they the, each have a theme. Like that one was yeah. smell. Yep. And so. now this time the uh, the theme was sound. Ah, mm-hmm. all right. And so I did a story about sound. What was your sound story? Um, my uh, battle with misophonia. What's misophonia? Uh, the hatred of sound. Oh, okay. Right. Like mouth noise and chewing and stuff. That's my wife. Yeah, she has that. She gets really yeah. annoyed about that shit. I <clears throat> like a, a violent Klingon like rage builds up inside me whenever I'm I'm trapped and can't get away from it. Are you gonna send people to Stovacor if you hear them like chewing with their mouth open? I don't think I would make that kind of threat in a recorded fashion. Now, how did you get to, how did you get through parenting? Because all my, both of my kids chew with their mouths open and it's, it's, I didn't used to not care, but to hear them just, it drives me batty. Mm-hmm. And there, there was a lot of uh, emotional mornings. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Now, is it, is it like, Soften somewhat when there's other noises in the room, like say if the TV's on and yeah. If I can, if I can get like enough background noise, but if it's just me and another person sitting, eating an apple, perhaps. That's yeah, fucking Tom. But uh, that that's one of those painful things that, uh, yeah, like a quiet room. Like if I can have the TV on or something, like I'll put headphones on. Mm-hmm. And like blast or something. And something I have discovered though uh, recently, because I wear headphones a lot more now, uh-huh. I can trigger myself if I'm eating and I had headphones on. Yeah, yeah. Like if I'm at the gym and I'm wearing headphones and I'm chewing gum, it gets really loud. And I'm like, oh man, that's really loud. 
Yeah. It's like it echoes so, in your head. Yes. So I, I don't do that too often now. I had to I, do it today while I was uh, watching the episode, but uh, by watching the episode, I meant uh, playing Grand Theft Auto. Well, you'd already seen the episode, so it's not a big deal because we we didn't do it last week. We didn't well, record it I, have, last I haven't. Week. I, last week, I was way gone. I mean, I was not going to be in a good good recording ability last week. Well, good. I'm glad you're in a good recording ability this week. Yeah, it sounds like it, how I'm stumbling over words and stuff. But it so, sounds like, but I mean, I'm not, I mean, I don't care. It's not a big deal. This isn't a, the six o'clock news, Ben. I mean, this is a, a podcast talking about it. Klingon found in security chief's quarters. News yeah. at 11. Well, to be fair, he wasn't dead. He was just more. I'm not dead yet. I'm getting better. <laughs> He's mostly dead. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, quick on our feet, Dax immediately uh, jumps on top of him and beams him and uh, her to sickbay. I thought this was kind of bullshit that they interfered with this sacred ritual. Yeah, like, but... I mean, I get that it's Starfleet, yeah. and they're, they're kind of under Starfleet's house rules, but uh, it's bullshit. I mean, this is like, this is their culture, and they're just saying, you know what, no, you can't. You can't do this. You know, Worf is never going to make captain because there are two big marks in his record where he has intentionally killed another Klingon. Yeah. Because you think back to when Gowron became chancellor, uh, he had the fight with uh, Duras. Yeah. Yeah. And killed him. And Picard, you know, pretty much gave him the same speech that uh, Cisco gives him tonight. It's really not working, though, because, I mean, he's still going around killing people. So, I mean, like, it's not a big deal. But uh, it, it's one of those things. I mean, Cisco was, like, very uh, irritated. That's being, uh, that's being uh, easy. He was, I, I haven't seen him this angry in a really long time. I'm all about diversity, but I have limits. You have taken this too far. <laughs> I have a limit, and you found it? The, my limit is stabbing another human being in the chest. Uh, in sir, my sir, he, he's Klingon. St- still <laughs> attempted murder? He actually called it premeditated murder. Yeah. Committed well, the, pre- it, attempted to commit premeditated murder? And I guess it would be, though, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. you know. Technically? I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a ritualistic killing. <clears throat> so, I mean, in the Federation... <laughs> it's an internal matter. This is a private thing to see here. It's a private matter. If I want to kill... My wife was like, well, what's he going to do with the body if he died? And I was like, yeah, what was he going to do with the body if he you're died? That, I mean, you're premeditated, but not premeditated enough. Are you going to shove him in, chop him up and put him in the replicator? Yeah, what are you going to do with him at that point? How? How are you going to move him? It's like Deep Space Nine Psycho, where like he puts on this, the plastic suit and like going to chainsaw him up, and then <laughs> all that happens. No, he's just going to like put his arm around him, like Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, that'd be cool. Weekend, weekend at Kearney's. <laughs> weekend at Kearney's, exactly. I, mean, I guess you can just, if Worf really wanted to, I guess he could go down to the transporter room and beam him out into space, right? That'd be a record. 
Yeah, there'd be a record. What did you beam out? Oh, I had a really smelly dump <laughs> in my bathroom. <laughs> well, yeah, but we look at the the logs, and it was a dead Klingon. What the? Yeah, fuck but if, but I mean, Worf is also smart enough to know that he could probably he could probably smudge that 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 log, right? Yeah, but but O'Brien is. I mean, not only is he a good engineer, he specifically was the the transporter chief. All right, well then I guess we'd have to kill O'Brien too, then, and no, then send him on out blackmail there. O'Brien. Brian. Yeah, no, you get O'Brien to help you because you, you you boys from the Enterprise. And you say, look, so, well, they never really liked each other. They didn't get along. So what a what they, Maybe they, maybe they, they do like a strangers on a train sort of thing. You know, he helps him and then he kills Keiko. Beam her out into space too. Jenny is in my head because that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. He's like, look, I'll kill your wife now. And <laughs> like, that sounds like a great plan. Go kill her. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. Here's the, here's, the room, here's the room key. <laughs> oh, I, you just go up in my quarters, and she's usually had a pint or two by this time. And you just give her her nightly due, which is that little sharp pointy thing you got there. Make it hurt, buddy. <laughs> Get the tiny knife that reminds me of your tiny Klingon dicks. Hey, that's unnecessary. It's the motion of the Klingon ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I did not think that uh, the Klingons had too many oceans there. Just a bunch of small seas, as I recall. Show your face. <laughs> your mom's got a small sea. Now you're just being a dick. Maybe she's got a huge vag. Do you ever think about that? <laughs> Maybe my penis is normal sized. Maybe her vag is just gigantic. You dickhead. No, the rest of us hit that on the Enterprise. <laughs> it's. it's <laughs> Anyway, oh. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm uh, also reading that 50-year voyage of Star Trek, the history of Star Trek. Yeah, how is that? And I've just gotten to the part where they're doing, they're talking about uh, TNG and moving into DS9. Okay. It's very painful with the pronunciations because these are professional, these aren't characters, these aren't actors that they, you know, from the series. These are professional book narrators. That, and they've gotten a, a you know several different people, so it's not just the same voice. Okay. So doing interviews with different people, it's the same person, like the person who does Roddenberry's voice or readings. Oh, okay. It's the same voice that always does Roddenberry throughout the book. Okay, it's not his son though. Right, and but he they do have interviews with him, but it's someone reading those interviews uh-huh. because it's just you know professional book narration. Yeah. Well, the problem with that though is, I don't think they had a good editor, because. Uh, like, what was it? Lieutenant Ilya, uh-huh. the motion picture, is Lieutenant Ilya. Oh, that's weird. Okay. You know, uh, Keiko has become Kiko. Wow. Just and do so some basic research, though, on this like, one, how, right? How are you missing up, you know, Kiko? Especially yeah. when, like, all of these names are on television. It's, yeah. not, like, it's not like there's no way to know. And Okay, so here's the other thing, though. The guy who wrote the book or the co-author of the book is Mark Altman. Okay. Right. Who wrote one of my favorite uh, movies, um, Free Enterprise. Would, it had the two guys who were like super nerd, you know, Star Trek fans. They meet William Shatner at a bookstore and he wants, you know, he'll give them like access to, to him if he – if they help him with like this weird Julius Caesar music video thing that he's doing. It's weird. Yeah. It was, 
it, it was over the top Shatner and it was great. Uh, it had the guy from uh, Will and Grace in it. <laughs> okay. First times I'd ever seen him. But anyway, so the guy who wrote that movie and it's kind of based on his real life kind of thing. On Shatner? Well, Mark Altman. Okay. Okay. I thought, you know, okay. the story of the free enterprise thing and meeting Shatner and stuff. And this movie is the result of whatever. Well, the problem with that is that, um, with him to be such a, a super Star Trek fan, it would have driven me crazy, you know, when I hear the narration of my book to have somebody pronounce it, you know, Lieutenant Ilya and yeah. uh, Kiko O'Brien. I mean, this is basic stuff, dude. Come on, figure yeah. this and, out. And there's a lot, and those are just the two big ones. I mean, yeah. there's there's a lot of other and just little things like uh, Dorf. Dorf was the Klingon on Star Trek: Thy Next Generation. Yeah. Well, I mean, they get Odo's real name Captain wrong. Captain Picard. Well, yeah, they, that was one of them, Picard. <laughs> Captain Picard on the USS Enterprise. <laughs> it, it was like, and it's just enough, you know, it doesn't happen like every time, but it's just like they're spaced out like every half hour or so in the book. And it's <laughs> Lieutenant Commander William Rieger. <laughs> you know, like Rieger's Island. Yeah, Rieger's Island, just like I think that. my favorite is Gordy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they got yeah. They pronounced uh, Giordi wrong. Oh wow, really? <laughs> yeah, Giordi LaForge. Gordy LaGeorge. <laughs> well, no, there was a a guy uh, who uh, I guess he had cerebral palsy and he would go to conventions all the time, uh -huh. and his name was George LaForge. Oh, okay. And that's actually who they named. Oh, that's Gordy nice. LaForge after. Okay. As like an Oma, I think he passed away before the series started or something. But it was one of those things where the, everybody involved in the production was like, "Oh yeah, we gotta, you know, absolutely do that." That's cool. That's really nice. That was nice. That was nice. That was nice, man. He's such a nice person. What a wonderful guy. And speaking of which, I'm just now in the section where they're talking about how Worf wasn't supposed to be a, a full time character. Worf was not supposed to be a Klingon. He was a. Uh... Well, he he was going to be a Klingon. Okay, but. Uh, well, originally Roddenberry was dead set against it. He he didn't want he didn't think Klingons on the bridge would work. I love but how after the fact, against the most dynamic and coolest part of the show because you're watching, you're like, why is there a Klingon there and why doesn't anybody care? Well, the reason he becomes the most dynamic uh, person in the show and the uh, character that I mean, looking at him tonight and to see where he came from, this the character growth. Yeah, a big part of that was because. Um, Roddenberry had this rule that, oh, we're, we're, humans are past all this internal conflict. We, we have peace and we're blah, 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 utopia on earth. Yeah. Right. And all that crap. And so the crew members can never fight amongst themselves. Which is stupid. Yeah. It's like, well, how do you have drama? What the fuck? And the way they got it, the writers found that they could get around it were to have Klingon stories. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, yeah, humans have evolved past this and we'll judge the Klingons. But the Klingons haven't gotten past it. Interesting. So let's do another Worf story. Oh, in this episode, Worf does this. Oh, in this episode, Worf deals with this. And they're like, why is Worf in every episode? Because he's the only interesting character. <laughs> yeah. And then that's how it became the happy Klingon hour. Oh, and I was totally okay with that. I am now that he's on DS9. He's great on DS9. But what's the difference between DS9 and TNG? Why don't you like those, but you like these? Well, because I, they sold me one thing. To ben, that's why. Yeah, that's ultimately. <laughs> <laughs>
You know what? I respect that. At least if you can admit that and just say, I don't know, it just that's just how it is. It's just that was the one, you know, that was my first Star Trek. That was the the replacement trick from uh you know that that took away my childhood trick. I mean, I totally am at a point in my life where I'm I'm finally moving past and I think discovery was the my zit bursting where it was just like I finally had an opportunity to reflect on myself as a new trick happened. Okay. I still hate the JJ Abrams crap. I mean, that, that'll always, that, that that's rubbish, but to watch discovery and, and to all the shit that's coming into it, like leading up to it and then to actually see it and fall in love with it the way I did. Well, that's um, because it's really good television. Well, yeah, but I hated D, uh, TNG. When it first came out, well, I that's mean, because you were young it. and dumb and full of cum. Well, yeah, but you have to, you have <laughs> to, you have to grow. And if I'm still making the same arguments about Discovery before it came out, that's not growth. Mm, that's just so, you being a kilt guy. I exactly, but I, I didn't like TNG until probably third season, right? I didn't like DS9 until thirty years later. <laughs> I didn't like uh, Voyager because it's terrible. It, it's terrible. It's, ter- it's terrible. You know, Enterprise, I had to hate it because it has that stupid song at the beginning. It's been a long road. Which, uh, you know, from getting from there to here, which I now look forward to hearing. Getting from there to here. I, I hated say- Brandon Routh's Superman costume until I got stuck with uh, Henry Cavavel's. Back to so- Enterprise, I will say doing an entire 24 24- season a 24 episode season arc was kind of dumb because if you're not into it you're just not into it and there's no place to get off and get back on like do 12 do a 12 mm-hmm. do two 12s well, like, yeah, but look at look at inter, uh, uh ds9 though because yeah, they but, changed the way television told stories they did but i mean they didn't have like a season long arc of 24 episodes i mean you'd have you know a de- filler episode yeah you'd have a decompression yeah. okay. episode or you. you know like you tell a three so the, the, the stories there yeah but, but it's not like every week like 24 m- was. miss one miss one episode and you're out because I was trying to, yeah, that's what happened to me when I was watching Enterprise on uh, on Heroes and Icons. Like, I would turn, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Wait, they're at war now? Yeah, they're at war, and, like, they keep going back to this really shady, like, looking conference room that reminds me of, like, uh, um, what's the movie with um, Slim Pickens when he's riding the bomb? Oh, uh yeah dr strangelove yeah that's what i kept like why are they in some alien dr strangelove room what is happening here and so like i just kind of went i don't know there's no fighting in the war room yeah i don't really give a (laughs) shit about this so yeah so it can't backfire because it's just it's too much but i think the way deep space nine does it is is wonderful because again you can have a three episode arc then you take a decompression ish episode and then you have an episode like this that's a callback where it's like well you chose the Federation over the Klingon Empire, and now you got to kill me with this big knife in the chest. Yes. So Kern wakes up in infirmary. <laughs> he's so mad. And he, he's like, you didn't even, you know, you didn't fight him. You don't have the knife with you right now to finish the job. Yeah, so, are you going to slit my throat and give me the death I deserve? <laughs> I mean, well, what's he expect, though? He knows his brother's a giant pussy. His brother's <laughs> not a giant pussy, but his brother's just not super Klingon. And I think to a, to another Klingon, that means he's a giant pussy. I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess you can say that. 
It's like, I should have known you would fuck this up. You Dwarf. stupid idiot. You fuck everything Dwarf. else. It's like, you know what? You went with dad to uh, Kittimer and, and, and he died there. So yeah. you know, you, you've been a fuck up my entire life. That was your fault. You killed dad. We're, we're, we're orphans because you're such a fuck up. Yeah, you dummy. And, and so I had to grow up at the, at the housekeeper's house. Stupid not letting you're, dad die honorably. You're, you're not going to go to Stovacor. No way. You're, you're going to go to the bad Klingon place. I will say when I die, I hope I go to Stovacor. Like I get to cross the river of blood. Like I'm not trying to sound like a weirdo or whatever, but I'm to- whatever religion Klingon is, I'm that. Because it sounds so fucking awesome. Well, I mean, I love, though, just right out the gate, it's like, hey, tell me about the Klingon gods. And it's like, no Klingon gods. We killed them all. Yeah, that's amazing. And then, like, the idea of going over the river of blood to Stovacor, that sounds like the coolest shit in the whole wide world. So when I die, that's what I hope happens. I hope I get to go to Stovacor over the river of blood. Got my fingers crossed for you, Bob. Thanks, Jenny. You know what? I really appreciate that, man. (laughs) It's really awesome. I read a sci-fi, but I don't know if it's sci-fi, but can't recall sci-fi fan whatever but basically the idea is that when you die whatever the predominant religion is uh-huh. you are that's the the afterlife you go to so like all the other all the afterlifes are in that other plane of existence uh-huh. but like if you die in the western world you go to the western world's version of the afterlife which so you're is saying, heaven so you're, and clouds and pearly gates and shit so you're saying that i'm gonna get to die and, and go to stovacore as if I'm, you in, go to Klingon. I'm in the beta quadrant. No, if you go to uh, Quonos. It's only going to happen if I'm on Klingon homeworld? That, that would be it. Mm-hmm. Or if you go to Scandinavia. Oh, man. You get Valhalla. I don't want to have to do that. I just want to go there. But, you know, it's not like tourist season or something. You don't get to... It's like, oh, I, I want to do part of my afterlife in Stovacor. And, no, I just uh, want to go to Stovacor because it sounds awesome. That's not how it works, Bob. There's a, there's like the, a fraternity. The, the there's afterlife, a river the of blood. The afterlife is very racist. That's stupid. Well, so are Klingons, but... There, I mean, there's a river of blood, though. That's pretty awesome. I want to go it's there. Metal as fuck. I know! Even the name Stovacor sounds... Stovacor is fucking Stovacor. super metal. Stovacor! I totally want to go there. Like, that's where I want to be. So, like, Metallica, like old school pre sellout Metallica, just blasting all the time. Just go into fucking Stovacore. That's right. Well, I will give you a little spoiler. Um, but we do get to see Stovacor and the River of Blood yes. and the boat that takes the uh, the dead across. Yes. But it's in Voyager. Boo! Then it's uh, going to be lame. With my yeah. luck, that's going to be the episode where on the Wheel of Voyager, I'm going to be commanded to not watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I would break the Wheel of Voyager for that one, but I will say that if it's going to be in Voyager, then I guarantee it's going to suck my balls. It was pretty good. It's it going to take it, all the awesomeness out of Stovacor. Why would they go to? I guess maybe because Elena uh, Torres, the Puerto Rican, uh, Bolana, Klingon, yeah. Uh, well, they there's 
Can you remember, and this, I guess, can explain, so it's not a, a spoiler. Remember uh, first season of uh, Star Trek Next Generation where uh, Alexander's mom, Worf's baby mama, yeah. shows up, right? Mm-hmm. And it's because there's this uh, Klingon research ship from the late 23rd century when we were at war with the Klingons. Okay. And they'd been on a, like a deep space mission. Huh. And they were in cryogenic freeze and they were coming back. So that's like, what's so, it called then? Well, the Voyager episodes runs into the some of those type Klingons. Okay, interesting. So. Fucking Stovacore. Stovacore. That's All right. I so I want to be. Dax apologizes for interrupting in a family matter, but they say, "Hey, <laughs> if you can get your brother a job, he can stay on the station." So Worf gets him to hook up with Odo and be a deputy, and he looks like he's doing a pretty good job. Until he finds some contraband and gets shot. On purpose. Yeah. He, he let himself get shot. Makes no attempt to stop the shooting because he's got a death wish. And then, you know, and he's like, uh, yeah, deputy with a death wish ain't working out for me. Yeah. So he's fired. Which makes sense. I mean, you can't then, have a guy who wants to die. I mean, it was, was a good it? backup plan, though. Yeah. Kern's uh, attitude. What was his response? You know getting tired of waking up and seeing human doctors. It's a really great idea though, to be like, yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll just take this stupid job and then get shot and die. And that'll be awesome. Cause then I'll be fucking dead, which is what I'm doing here. Anyway, at some point, when does Worf just go? Cause I kept telling this to my wife, at what point does Worf just go like, take a ship out into space and just fucking kill his brother and get it over with. Yeah. Just, we, we go camping. Yeah. And there was an accident. Yeah. And uh, his body uh, wasn't recovered because it fell on a volcano. That he was does. the accident. At this point, now they're going to know, and they're going to give Worf a bunch of shit about it. Yeah, you yeah. you lost your chance. You should that should have been the. I'm going to borrow a runabout and go camping with my yeah. brother. Yeah, and then he's pages. yeah, then he's going to be dead. on man, he got eaten by a bear. Yeah, a space a bear. A bear with this a space knife that I fucking stabbed. No, that's the why the, that's why the the volcano exploding has to be part of it. Well, why didn't the bear kill you? Well, because I'm a better warrior than my brother. I'm that's the what, older brother. What are you trying to say? I'm awesome. <laughs> exactly. I have a seven year contract. Yeah, I mean, fucking Stovacor. What the hell are you talking about? What? You know, so, you guys are starting to piss me off. Why don't you fucking go suck a dick? I mean, what do you mean? Why am I still alive? Fuck you guys. Meanwhile, in the other story, uh, I have a question though. If yeah. if he died by mm-hmm. by not fighting back, though, would that, would that be, be honorable? Dishonorable because he just kind of stood there and took it like a. But bitch. he, it was in the performance yes. of his duties. He did. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't try. Like, I mean, he, he kind of. He well, wasn't I mean, being... what, what, what's the what's the the cutoff if when the guy pulls it out if he goes no don't then it's like oh, well yeah he resisted so he's good because yeah. everything about the klingons is all ritualized mm-hmm. as long as you go through the motions apparently it counts and you get you know stovacor guys are like yeah he did resist so let him in stovacor you know and was it uh, like there might have to be a ruling about whether or not he can get into Stovacor at this point? Is there a tribunal? Yeah, I guess there might be. The, I mean, who knows? Have to wait how to Voyager to see. Yeah, I don't know. It's on the Voyager episode. They're gonna have to like review his case. Watch Is there the a video. yellow card, or I mean, what what happens? Yeah, I don't know. 
Me neither. Because I forget the guy's name, but we saw that their devil on the episode uh, with uh, uh, what was it? The pl- the deal with the devil on TNG, and they had the the chick that people signed the deal with her that you know they get a thousand years of peace. Ardra. Years of peace. And then basically it's like, oh, she's this planet's devil. And yeah, they, yeah, yeah. I saw that the contract. That episode was on just the other day. And one of the things she goes, "Oh, I've been known by n- many forms," and she starts going through. And one of them was the Klingon version of the devil. Yeah. Oh, okay. When you Stove. go to the the bad the not Stovacore. Not Stovacore. <laughs> <laughs> Which I can't remember the name of, and I'm sure someone would tell me, but I don't really care because it's Klingons. I'd really like to think that the Klingon version of hell is actually like our heaven. Like it's actually just clouds and the pearly gates and there's fluffy kittens. No, it's it's around. not actually. You it's go to not Stovacore. <laughs> you get a kitten. <laughs> no, I don't want a kitten. And you have a soft bed. <laughs> no, that's the worst. <laughs> you have friends who respect you. No, oh, you keep doing this to me. It's George. just terrible. You're really and listen. There's some uh, Barry Manilow playing 24 seven. God, I mean, I don't what Barry Manilow though. I don't really mind him. Copacabana. That's. I mean, I don't think I could listen to that song for the rest of my life. On on, on repeat. Yeah, that's kind of. That, that's it. Just that one song. Never the Copa. Never Copacabana. Please stop it. <laughs> just that much is enough to trigger. That's, I mean, it's mm-hmm. all right. Never. Now, really, think, you know, I take back everything I said. I take back. You're right. You're right. It's pretty bad in Stovacore, not Stovacore. So, meanwhile, the uh, meanwhile they've taken uh, Cisco sent uh, O'Brien and uh, Kira back out, but this time in the Defiant. And uh, if you know the clans have a problem, tell them that we're doing our own uh, military exercises. We're doing our own stuff out here. We're walking with our phasers firing in front of us. And if you get an hour away, that's your fault. And they've been watching it and, and they, you know, as they're scanning, they see that there seems like there's a lot of cloaked traffic going through this area in the last 24 hours. And, uh, that's when they, uh, there's an explosion and they see a Vorcha-class uh, Klingon cruiser, which used to be one of the big uh, Klingon cruisers. The cruiser. big boys, yeah. And that thing is just floating out in outer space because they got rocked. Boom. A hole, what was it? Kira said it was a hole the size of a house in it. Yeah, but I don't know how big a house is. Like, how big is a space yeah, What's house? a Bajoran house? Yeah, like, because a Bajoran house doesn't sound that impressive because I've seen those and they're not. We saw the farmhouse where uh, yeah. Shikar came from. Not right? impressive. Yeah. It's like the one big room up front. They've kind of like the, the living room kitchen combo yeah. kind of bleeds together. Unimpressive. Like apartment. Yeah, not impressed. It's definitely in, in what is it, an efficiency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got maybe like a thousand square feet if you're lucky. So I'm, I'm not thinking, you know, maybe it's not. So uh, the Klingons are like, hey, we really need a tow. Well, actually, they're first they're like, hey, can we use your medical facilities? And they're like, yeah, we ain't got all that shit. So then it's like, well, we can tow you back to the station. And uh, it's like, hmm, hold on. So he checks with whatever. And then they're like, yeah, you can tow us back to the station. So while they're doing that, um, okay, I lost my train of thought. 
they're towing them <laughs> back to the station. They start examining all their dead and trying to figure out what happens and the injured. Like they have radiation burns and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Gamma radiation. And none of them turn into the Hulk. What a ripoff. But, but um, you total know. bullshit. If I got gamma radiation and didn't turn into the Hulk, I would be fucking pissed. Fucking pissed, right? Like you're like, dude, what's the point of all this gamma radiation if I'm not going to get green and smash stuff? Exactly. Fuck you guys. But no, yeah. so they just uh, so they figured out that it was mines. There were mines, mines. out there, cloaked mines, and there's cloaked? no there's no way to find uh, cloaks. A cloaked, cloaked mine sounds pretty badass, though. They're untraceable. It's untraceable, and they're also uh, you know like oh, so they're just basically cloaking or cloak mines, just putting a minefield around the entire Bajoran section uh, station uh, system. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, I mean, that's clearly an act of war. Yeah. And if, if the well, when the war starts, it's like, Hey, boom, the mines are active and you go boom. So in order to find them, it's like, well, you got to go, uh, you know, we got to figure out how to do this. And that's when Worf comes up with a plan, uh, for him and, uh, his brother, yeah. his brother's like, fuck you, dude, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to sell out the goddamn empire. You're a fucking idiot. Fuck you and the horse you rode it on, you dumb shit. So, <laughs> Why do you have to be such a giant pussy? So they get, you know, some makeup so they look all battle scarred. Yeah. And uh, uh, was it Battle Bashir? scarred Galactica, perhaps? Well, Ronald D. Moore is the supervising producer. <laughs> so uh, they do some... They adjust uh, their DNA signatures so they can pass themselves off as uh, like crew of the uh, Klingon ship. Yes. And then they beam over. Um, to do some, can, do some shit. Yeah, and Kern's still got some of his old passwords that are still active. And so they want to get these locations on the, uh, what do you call it, the... The mines. Yes. And that's when uh, Johnny Science Tactical Officer, whoever, comes in and uh, says, hey, what are you guys doing in here? And you're like, oh, you're this, not, this, you're guy's, really, this guy's got to die. Yeah. Yeah, you got to die, dude. He's kind of a – he's like a Klingon nerd is, is what I kind of got. Yeah, he's kind of a Klingon nerd, but you know what? He gots to die. Yeah. So, you know, Kern is saying, hey, we're doing a diagnostic and – uh Worf is like, you know, says he's some commander and that the lieutenant, uh, you know, doesn't, you know, who the fuck are you to, to ask? And then he's like, okay, yeah. And he's about to leave. And then Kern pulls out his disruptor and kills the guy. Yeah. Well, it's fun to see like how the Klingon hierarchy works on a ship. It's just basically, you're just snapping back at guys. Like you just make fun. Yo mama's so fat. She broke a leg and gravy came out. All right, cool. You're clearly the ranking official here and he just like is gonna leave because like he just kind of sassed him it's just like a sassy contest who can ever be yeah. more sassy is gonna do the job it's kind of like podcasting yeah basically you know <laughs> so he just out sasses him he's like you're not fit to clean my quarters you dick fur and he's like all right i'll leave but then tony todd blasts his ass yeah and warp's like you didn't have to shoot him he was backing down and that's when Kern shows him, dude had his knife ready to go on Worf. And Worf saw like, oh, I used to. Oh, I'm to such a punk. <laughs> I, I used to, I remember I used to be able to tell when somebody could kill me but, or was going to try to kill me. And I guess, whatever. I'm, I'm slipping. 
and then they get the information they need and they blow up the mines and then um, and I like how the, they basically, you know, when they go back out there to blow up the mines, uh, you know, Kira's like, hey, anybody out there, we're going to blow up the mines. And then she blows one of them up. So it's like, hey, she knew how to blow that one up. Yeah. And nothing happens. So then she blows them all up at the same time. What about this one? And that's when everybody's like, oh, shit. And you see all the Klingon birds of prey and, and destroyers and stuff, you know, turning and bailing out of there, heading back toward Kronos. Kronos. Kronos, the Klingon homeworld. Meanwhile, uh, Worf comes home and there's Kern, you know, drunk off his ass, contemplating suicide. He's got the, you know, the blaster. Uh, Klingons are very, I mean, for a warrior people who pride themselves on honor, they're very melodramatic. Mm -hmm. Like... So much of like the just wharf pining about living in two worlds and yada, yada, yada. And this guy with all his dramatic speeches of what did he say after he killed the one guy? He's like, and now my honor is dead as well or something along those yeah. lines. It's like, you guys are so fucking dramatical, man. You know, like and, 15 year old wannabe poets or something. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is the poetry is not great, but it works because the voices like yes. if, if it, Tony Todd had like a much higher voice like this, he'd be like, and now my aunt is dead too. You'd be like, this guy's a fucking dumbass. But since he sounds all cool, you're like, oh, word, that's real, that's real profound. You know? that's, that's deep shit right there. Yeah. That's metal. Yeah, that's metal as fuck. You should be able to get into Stovacore with that. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> you're getting the Stovacore, bro. Just from, just from, you know, you, you have no honor, but you're badass. You're a fucking B.A. But uh, so I guess Worf and Dax have cooked up this plan to have uh, Bashir alter uh, Kern's appearance and his, his genetic uh, signature. Yes. And then to erase his memory. And yes. Give him a new identity. Which is very, I mean, at all the plans I've heard, this one might be the craziest. Yeah. Well, it's crazy enough. It just might work. It just might work, Ben. You're right. And, uh, I like how basically when you surgically alter, all you got to do is change the ridges. Basically, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it's like you, same actor, nothing done to his face. Mm -hmm. Just take the the one prosthetic off and put the new one on. Yeah, just well, a new like, prosthetic. It's like it's fingerprints. Like yeah. all the ridges are different. So yep. you well, change that, it's like they've changed their entire identity. There was, what was it? There was one where I guess uh, when Alexander was a little kid, like how, you know, our kids will do the little plaster paris thing and put their hands in it they just do their foreheads they do their foreheads yeah. and Worf is like yeah these are a warrior's ridges yeah but are they we find are they now <laughs> there's something but uh so Worf has worked it out with uh, this old klingon that's a friend of his father that he's going to uh take kern and uh make it make it that he's like he's his own son now, isn't this just horribly, horribly wrong? I can't believe that Bashir went along with it. I can't believe yes, that. Yes, thank that, you. I can't believe that uh, Cisco knows anything about this. Yes. Because uh -huh. you basically just erased this person. You surgically altered them against their will. Yes. I mean, it's he, not premeditated murder, so well, it's fine. Got me there. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one rule of Starfleet. No premeditated murder. 
If he had died, I would be yelling louder. But this was a really good plan, so glad it all worked out. See you guys later. Have a good day. <laughs> Are you coming by for drinks? I've got a thing I have to go to, so you guys will have a good night. See you later. But, uh, yeah. And uh, so when he wakes up, the first thing he sees is uh, Nogra. And uh, he's like, oh, there was an explosion. You had a head injury. And uh, you're my son. You're my son. And, you know, we're we're a small but honorable house. And uh, and let's go on back home and I'll teach you everything you need to know about being my son. And as they're walking out, he sees. Which is an odd thing to say to your son. Like, yeah. I'm going to teach you everything you need to know about being my son. Well, what's there to know? Like I'm your fucking kid. Like that's all there is. Right. Like, what do you mean? Like there's a, there's a test I have to take or something like, a, like a <laughs> well, class well, I have to pass. Know, we, we have, we have the, uh, the K levels that, that you have to pass and to get your Klingon certification. And, but anyway, so as they're walking out though, he sees Worf and he's like, you know, who are you? What you looking at motherfucker? And he's like, "Oh, I'm Worf." And he's like, "Are you are you my mommy? No, are you part of my family?" <laughs> and when Worf and I didn't expect it, but when Worf said, uh, "I have no family," that shit stung. Yeah, I I may have got a little right on the edge of being emotional about that, even if it was Klingons. That was some pretty uh, serious shit right there. Yeah, it was. I dude. have no family. I got no family. And that's it. And then Worf kind of walks off again, pining, being sad, just taking it to a whole other extreme because you got to be melodramatic. I like when the Incredible Hulk music was playing as he was walking away too. (laughs) (laughs) The lonely man. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, it was a great episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the even the B story, you know, it was kind of simple, but it was still, you know, I thought pretty exciting. Well, the B story ties into the A story so wonderfully. Mm-hmm. That, like, and it still has ramifications. It's not just like a stupid B story where like, you know, Data has a dream. It's It ties into like, man, the Klingons are really taking this offensive to a whole other level and they mm-hmm. may be trying to step up to the Federation at some point. What's going on here? So yeah. it's like everything always kind of has repercussions. I feel like everything on the show is very, it's very calculated, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely like when they are able to tie the two different stories together because it shows that there's, there's more things going on than just the main storyline. There's something else going on over here and it all kind of goes together so yeah they i thought it was great yeah great i agree i liked it me too this was a great episode just great so what are you gonna give it then ben i'm gonna say uh 7.5 okay i'm gonna agree with ben i agree with both of you look at that and if Dennis was here he'd say it was a two that episode. No, Dennis likes the Klingon episode, yeah. so I think he would yeah. like it. And what we'll do is when we talk to him next week, we'll ask him what he thought. Yeah. Dennis normally likes the Klingon episode, so, but we'll see. But nobody tell him what we scored this one. 
Yeah, we won't. We'll just ask him. So, what'd you think of the last one? And see what he says. You could just listen to the podcast and find out. What he we'll ain't say. gonna do that. Nobody listens to the podcast. I mean, I do sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I do to see what the audio sounds like, like more yeah. like air checking purposes. Yeah. I always, I always download it to make sure it downloads. So I'm always yeah. the first download. Um, but yeah, I love it. I think this episode's great. I think this podcast is great. I think we're great. We you are who, great. You know who's really great though? Huh? The listeners. They are. They really are. They're amazing. They love are. me some listeners. We wouldn't have any of this stuff if it, if it wasn't for them. Listeners just like you. <laughs> me? I do listen, so I guess you're right. Hey, listeners, if, if you're a Patreon, I'm going to hold my finger out, and, and you can hold your finger out, and we can touch fingertips, and it's just put your finger on the screen right there. Nice. Like we're all touching. It's like we're all connected. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I, hey, I wanted, uh, I shared a post, or not really shared a post, but I, I made a post on our Facebook page. And uh, I'd like to thank all the people who uh, reshared that, trying to help us bump up our uh, page likes. I appreciate that. Good yeah, folks. thank you. That is very cool. Everybody who participated. And uh, a lot of people commented on it too. So, uh, there's the salute to you this week. Thanks, guys. You're yeah, awesome. Thank, I agree. Thank you very much. Uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Um, it was wonderful, 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 and uh, happy. Uh, we got uh, seven years in, seven more. Here we go. Yeah. Or Trek forever. Let's do freeze frame. Yeah. All right, I got to hit the button now. Okay. Okay. <laughs>